This is episode 67 of No Truths Barred, the best up-and-coming podcast on the internet. And on today's episode, all the way from London and Wales, I have the True Talk podcast team. And this was a powerful episode. We get into the crisis of student loan debt, relationships, and police brutality in the UK. Make sure you tune into this one. And always, thank you for the support. Take care, peace, and enjoy. Simmons, and if you've missed any of the previous 66 episodes, you can find those episodes on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, uh, Spreaker, it's another website I'm on as well, and you can go there and find all of the previous episodes, and also I'll be remiss if I don't take the time to thank everybody who's contributed a piece of uh, uh, constructive criticism, support, shared a piece of content, I deeply, deeply thank you. And today's episode is episode 67, uh, The Collective, and I'm deeply honored and humbled because I have the best podcast in the UK uh, on today as guests. If you have not followed them, make sure that you do. I have none other than the True Talk podcast team. So I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I'm going to start with my man, DJ Sticky Fingers. What's going on? Introduce yourself to the people. Well, I'm DJ Sticky Fingers, uh, one fifth of the True Talk podcast. Um, and then that's it. Yeah. Uh, just a cool guy. I'm a tour being, obviously the best star sign in the world. Uh, we really know this way, my brother Hoyt. Uh, <laughs> and that's it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, now I'm gonna swing this over next to uh, share my share Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right. Um, share Myra, and yeah, I'm an Aries. That's it. Okay, okay, all right. Next, I have to sh- I have to, to to switch it over to my favorite Gemini on Earth. You know, my second favorite Gemini on Earth. Uh, I'm joking. My my number one favorite Gemini, but. I'm going I'm to pass it over. You know, I'm, I'm American. I'm from the South, so you know I butcher your name all the time. I'm going to pass it over to Shadid and I'll have her introduce herself next. I love the way you say my name. <laughs> so I'm Shadid. <laughs> and yeah, I'm the best Gemini in the world. <laughs> all right, okay. And next, last but not least, I'm going to shift it over to Milan. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Like our own um, instructions here, but I'm an um, best Aquarius ever in the world. Oh, uh, okay. Well, well, look, listen. My mom is an Aquarius, so big up to you. So you know that that's really cool. So, um, real quick, just tell the people. I guess Sticky, you can handle this. Just tell the people how they can follow you, and then we'll have you announce it again at the end of the podcast. Well, for those of you who don't know, again, we do our True Talk podcast. There is, there is a, another member, actually, who will join us shortly, hopefully, a fifth member. Um, but yeah, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Instagram and on YouTube as well, just type in True Talk podcast. It's actually T-R-U-U-U, okay? Mm-hmm. Talk podcast, all right? So make sure you check us out on there, right? Um, and yeah, we, we do it every single week, every Wednesday from 10 o'clock. Um, we have, you know, two topics. We have a serious topic. We have a fun topic. We even have like our own, what we call Agony Art in the middle with the Arts Milan. And we actually end it with Words of Wisdom by Cher as well. So that's kind of what we do each every week. Okay, great, great. So look, to jump into this episode, I was I was sitting, I was racking my brain up. I'm like, what can we converse about 
that we both can relate to on both sides of the Atlantic. And one thing I was coming across was I, I came across a few articles that was talking about the, the problem of the student loan debt crisis. So we've had a big issue here in the U.S. with that. I think the student loan debt here in the U.S. is something like uh, $2.5 trillion um, in student loan debt at the moment. And then I read that it's also a huge problem in the U.K. And so I wanted to bring this up because here in the States, from the time we're in kindergarten all the way up through high school, we're always taught this linear path that you have to go to college. A college degree is synonymous with success. And once you get the college degree, it can open up all sorts of doors and careers for you. Now, in certain cases, that is true. But then what we're starting to find is that a lot of people are getting degrees and they're coming out there in debt. They can't find work. And so my first question I want to ask is when you look at the college experience, does the debt in your mind in 2021, does the debt that you want to incur, does it justify getting a degree? Uh, you know, when you talk to younger people, do you still feel like college is a wise investment or do you have a different opinion on that? And I guess Sticky can start first. Um, good question. I think you kind of, as you said, you touched upon when you were um, speaking, it depends on what field you're going into. I mean, if you're going in to be a pilot, for example, a doctor, um, architect, you know, there'll be some fields which degrees will be relevant. There's going to be other fields that it might not be. So you might do a degree in, I don't know, um, trying to think of something in cooking. But to be a chef, you don't necessarily need a degree in cooking. Mm -hmm. There'll be some jobs that, and people that we know of, I know of personally, who've gone to job you know, interviews and been overqualified. They've got a degree, they spent the time having a degree, having a master's and what have you, but someone else who doesn't have it has got the job. And sometimes it'll be a case of they, they're told they don't have enough experience. It's like, hang on a minute, how do I get an experience if I need to go and study in school, college, university? I've been studying for the last 10 years, as you said, racked up lots of debt, but now you're saying they're not going to pay me because I don't have enough experience. So it really does depend on what field you're going into. I think the last 12, 13 months or so during the pandemic has made us realise as well that you don't necessarily need, depending again, what, depending on what you want to do in life, you don't necessarily need to go to university or, or college and have a degree or master's because people are now finding other ways to, to become entrepreneurs without going to, you know, going to school for that long and, and, and taking that, that route. Mm -hmm. So I think it just, it really does depend. I personally would want uh, my family to go down that road. I didn't go to university. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, when I got to, when I finished college, I was like, "Get this!" If I didn't know, no, I need something else. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be older, parties, and be raised. That was my sort of the time, right? Yeah, and make money. But I would want my family to do go to university because I think when it comes down to it, I'd rather you have that certificate to say that you are qualified because you need as much. Sometimes you need more on your as much on your belt as possible. Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna go go, go up and get somebody else. You need to have more than what they have, or you need to have at least what they have, or actually even more than what they have, and, and be able to show it as well. So it, it is a bit of a, a strange one, but I, I'm still for it, even with all the debt, I suppose. I, I definitely appreciate that viewpoint. It's some points in there that I definitely empathize with and I share. Let me just pose the same question to uh, Shadia as well. You know, when you think about what, you know, I'm pretty sure it might be somewhat similar in the UK, but like I said earlier, in my initial statement, we've all, we've been indoctrinated so heavily that a lot, like, for example, I'm going to use myself as an example. I had it in my mind that if I didn't go to college, I was going to be a failure. Like, that's how inculcated you were with it in the U.S., where 
everybody, you know, go to college, get the degree. And so my question is the same thing I posed to Sticky uh, to you. Um, is college still that road to success or is it kind of becoming more of a debt trap? I mean, what's your opinion on that? I mean, I think a lot of people are becoming, you know, they're finding um, different uh, routes and avenues to become successful without going to university. Like I went to university and um, although like I have my certificate and I have, you know, the qualifications behind me, sometimes I look at it and I think, I look at things now and I think if I was doing it now, there's so many other different ways I could have done it and have to go. I don't think it's a necessity for you to actually go to university, mm. but it is a nice thing to have behind you. Um, in regards to the debt, I mean, what's a little bit of debt if you've got like that qualification and you say, you can say, look, I've done it. I've, I've got this, do, do you get me? I've got this certificate like over my name and it's, it's recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, because like at the end of the day, you're gonna, everyone's gonna rack up some kind of debt in their life anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not a bad debt to have. Not really in the grand scheme of things when you know you've got the qualification behind you. And you've worked hard for it as well. So it's going to pay off at some point. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. It's whether you you want that debt or not. It, it does put a lot of pressure on people, I think, mm-hmm. because a lot of people do worry about, you know, debt and student loans. But mm-hmm. then there's also, on the flip side, I know a lot of people who go to university just for the loans. Because they want the student loans, they want that extra money, and they don't really care about paying it back. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah, and, and and very valid points. And I think Sticky and Shadi, you guys both made valid points. And and it comes down to, you know, what you want to do. So this is kind of my view briefly, and I'm going to get uh, other contributions here. My view is that you want to be a specialist. So, for example, you know, maybe I'm an accountant. Maybe I'm a, a forensic accountant. Maybe I got my degree in some sort of medical field. It's something that's specialized. I guess my worry is like when you have those people that are going to like in the poli sci or going into history or, you know, more of the humanities, it's a little bit harder to kind of market that sort of degree unless you're trying to go strictly into the education field. And even with that, you know, there's an article I read about academic poverty where it was talking about people with PhDs um, that were adjunct professors and had to work like two or three jobs just to pay their bills because they can't get tenure because a lot of these universities, once professors get tenure, they really don't want to leave. Uh, so my uh, question, I want to uh, kick it over to Milan and I'm going to come back up to share. Uh, my question to you is, um, for one, uh, if you, I think you told me, uh, I think on the, one of the previous episodes, I'm not certain and you can clarify this. Did you attend the university? Yeah. So this is a question I love to ask people. When you think about your own experience and then just your peers, your contemporaries, and you look at uh, some of your, your friends or maybe even yourself that kind of have, you know, accrued this debt to get this degree. Um, in your personal experience, do you feel like it was justified? And then if you look at some of your friends, do they seem like going to going and getting the degree and the certification and even accruing the, uh, that amount of debt, did it seem like something that paid off? I mean, I don't know if this is too appreciated for me because I didn't, um, <laughs> I didn't go to university 
for the qualifications, I went <laughs> and then I didn't finish. I only literally, I'd done a year and a half and then I left mm-hmm. uh, because I'm not an academic person. I just wanted the money and then I left. Yeah. Um, so for me, and the job I'm in now, only recently, so obviously I went to college, I mean, I went to uni, I don't know, like probably five, six, like years ago. Yeah, my son's six. So I went to uni about six years ago. Mm-hmm. And only now I'm seeing on my wages that a, um, a little percentage is coming out to pay back the student loan. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's not, it's nothing, and it's not money that I'm missing. They're not taking grands out of my account. Do you know what I mean? They're just taking out some change. So it's not like money that I'm mm-hmm. missing. It, it was, it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I yeah. Like, finish my course. Mm-hmm. Um, but then people that did finish their course, and people who who I know who went to university before I did and after I did, um, nobody really talks of the debt. Like one of my friends, she did a law degree. Um, she passed it with, I don't know, what's the highest thinking, I don't know, honours, or if it is, or I don't know, distinction or some shit. Um, but she she passed and, you know, she, at the moment her job isn't to do anything to do with her law degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she does want to change her field. But yeah. again, the, the, the debt is not something that she worries about. It's not something that we talk about in the UK, well, uh, like in the people that I um, hang around with. It's not something that we discuss. It's yeah. just... If it comes out, it's, it's just it's just another direct debit. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing that drastic where we're like, oh my God, we, you know, there's not a deadline to when we need to pay it back. It's not like, oh my God, by the time I'm 35, I, I need to pay back all this money. Like, no, it just comes out of your account as in, as a went. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be a slightly different system from what we have here as far as paying it back. You know, because uh, here, you know, they do, um, for example, they do like your payments is predicated upon your income. You have that option or you could just base it off of like the principal and then the interest. And it's not really based off your income. It's like, hey, you have to pay seven hundred dollars a month, depending on, you know, like some people that have like six figure debt it's, it's in that capacity. And so uh, just kind of kick this over to share. My question to you is, um, uh same question I posed to Sticky as well. Um, do you still like view like that linear path that a lot of young people have been taught? Uh, go to college, get the certificate, get the, the degree. Um, this is the path to you know uh, financial preponderance, autonomy. This is the path to success. Um, or is it kind of becoming a thing of a lot of these degrees are overflooding the market? It's becoming oversaturated. This is like becoming a, a debt trap for a lot of young people. Just what's your opinion on that? I think it just depends how bad you want it and, you know, on your own personal journey as well. Mm -hmm. Like, what kind of route you want to go down? Do you want to go down the business route straight away or do you want to go to education? I think it just depends, really. Um, For me personally, I went to uni and I do think in a way that kind of helped some certain things. But on the other hand as well, I feel like, you know, it wasn't necessarily needed, mm-hmm. but it was a good experience and I do think it was worth it. So, yeah, I think it just depends on your own journey, really, and where you want to go. If you do 
you know, care about education like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's also home education. You know, you can educate yourself in different ways. So I think it just depends. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's, it's great. It's a valid point that you mentioned that because if you go on YouTube, I mean, anything you want to learn, whether it's about how to build business credit, whether it's about, you know, getting into real estate, wholesaling, et cetera, anything you want to learn is on YouTube. And I think one of the things we've seen over the past year, I'm not going to say the C word or the P word uh, on this episode, but one thing that this past year has taught us and with a lot of college students, they're like, hey, I'm going to this university and I'm paying all of this intuition, but I, I can go online and get all of this for free. And so I think it's starting to be a little bit of a shift there. And so another topic I kind of wanted to briefly touch on underneath this, considering the past year, because I talked to Sticky, he was like, don't say a certain word. <laughs> so, I, so I'm going to really steer clear of that. Um, one of the things here in the States is that a lot of people, as we're coming out of this situation, a lot of people are not going back to their jobs. People are doing freelancing. People are doing side gigs. People are, do not want that strict nine to five. I'm stuck in a cubicle uh, day in and day out. And it's becoming like it's becoming so uh, preponderant here that, you know, it's been on the news where a lot of places such as retail chains, they cannot find employees. They have a lot of new business, a lot of customers coming back since things are coming uh, opening up. But they cannot find the people to do the work because people are like, I can go online and learn a trade, build up a skill, and I can make just as much money or more than I was making here. So the question I want to pose to the room, anybody can take this. Um, one, are you noticing that in the UK that it's kind of like this pushback against like the traditional nine to five uh, way of working and getting money? And then my second question after that is... Uh, in your opinion, do you feel that the whole nine to five thing is eventually going to become an antiquated way of working? Like it would, it will, because people are getting more into the gig economy, more into entrepreneurship, side hustles, that the way we structure the workday will ultimately fall into, you know, becoming obsolete. And whoever want to tackle that can go ahead. So I definitely think it's 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 gonna become obsolete because even me, like, um, since you know, over the past year or whatever, I've reduced my um working hours, working days. Um, I'm doing more stuff from at home, um, working on my own projects, and I just really don't want to work for anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't want to work in an establishment. It, it's not. It's just. I feel like it's just not a part of who I am anymore. I think throughout, you know, certain times and everything, people have actually dug quite deep. Um, I think if you if you didn't dig quite deep into yourself and start thinking about who you are as a person and what it is that you want to do, I, I don't know what you were doing because we had so much time to kind of reflect on who we are. Um, and I just really like one of the things I just I really don't want to work for anybody. Yeah. Um, and it's not and it's not because of you know, I don't respect, like, I respect any business and anybody who's trying to do something, especially in the field that I work in. You know, I'm a nursery teacher, um, and, I, and I respect that. Do, do you get me? I love mm -hmm. my job. But it's just like, when you're working for somebody, you're, you're, you're building their dream, you're, you're building their vision. And I think if you can put that time and energy into your own business and your own, you know, even if you've just got your little side hustles or whatever, it's, if you're doing it with passion, then I just think there's no need to really work, eventually work, you know, 
you could just work for yourself. Yeah. You don't necessarily have mm-hmm. to work for anyone else. And I think a lot of people have adopted that same mindset as well because a lot of people that I speak to, they're like, I just don't want to go to work. Oh, I can't stand work. Or yeah. work. And it's not, it doesn't mean that, I just think it's just people are tuning in now so they're, they're focusing on the negatives at the workplace. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just becoming more, um, it, it's just more apparent when they're there. Whereas before, they wouldn't have battered the eyelids because it's just something you put up with. But now we realize because there's so many means to making money, so many different ways of working from home. You don't, you actually don't have to go to an establishment to work for somebody. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my views on that. Yeah. Uh, Anyone else want to take a stab at that? Um, Yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of 50, 50 what Chidi said there. So I kind of think that, um, I think the, the nine to five will eventually become obsolete, but I actually think that it might actually work, be a detriment to us in some sense, because I think what's going to happen is that people are going to start working earlier and start, start work earlier and start finishing work later as well. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say that might happen is because if you think about the workforce traditionally, people work in an office, um, office block, what have you, pre-2020, um, sorry, forgive me, not as many people work from home. Like people might try to work from home, or depending on the sort of company you work for, you might be able to work home one day a week and things like that. You know, a lot of companies were kind of against people working from home. Mm-hmm. 2019 happened, everyone upside down, everyone's working from home. When things get reopened, there's going to be so many people still working from home. And when I spoke to like uh, clients or business owners, they say to me, oh, well, they've been a lot more um, profitable during this period, but with their nine to five stuff, because again, there's less costs about like being in the office, um, obviously the office overheads, and there's more productivity. Instead of me traveling from eight o'clock to nine o'clock on the train, I might start working at the day because I'm not traveling. And that's why I say that in, in some sense, it may work against us to a degree, not necessarily against us, but give us a bit more flexibility, as I said. Instead of me traveling from eight to nine, I might log on at 8 a.m. as opposed to me getting to work at 10 to nine, logging at nine o'clock. Yeah. Where I might finish at 5.30, I might say, oh, you know what, it's 7 o'clock, uh, let me just quickly check my emails. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? And you might say, oh, it's been another half an hour. So I think that there'll be more flexibility, I suppose, uh, for working hours. Been a, lot, 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 a, lot less, a lot more people will work from home because they'll have the flexibility to do so. In the last 12 months, companies have given you know, staff the, the means yeah. and tools to be able to do so. And then there'll be a case of, well, you know, coming once a week for the team, you know, coming twice a week just to see the team and then the rest of the week away from home. So that, that's how I, how I see it at the moment, personally. Yeah, it's it's definitely, it's definitely going to fall into obsolescence where, because, you know, for one, we're just seeing that we kind of can do a lot more on our own. We can make more money because when you're working for yourself, if you have side gigs, there's really no cap on, on what you can make. And then the other thing that I think a lot of people are realizing is just that, your life is precious. Your, your life energy is precious. You know, your days are precious and we don't ever get time back. And you think about it, most of us as young adults, the best part of our waking hours for the majority of us are spent doing things that aren't necessarily for us. It's for a corporation. It's for some sort of agency. It's for some sort of uh, conglomerate. And so I think a lot of people are realizing that they want to be in control of their time. They want to be the ones to you know, design how their day is going to be laid out. 
They want to do that. They want to use their days to invest in their talents and their goals and their dreams and aspirations. So I think it's like, you know, multifaceted. And uh, I know one of the things that uh, Andrew Yang, when he was running for president, one of the things he talked about a lot was doing like universal basic income. Because one of the things that we're seeing around the world is that automation is also becoming a real thing. Like, for example, there's a there's a McDonald's in California where they only have like two employees because everything else is handled by computers, by robots. You know, so as time goes on, I think another thing that's going to cause the nine to five to become obsolete is technology. Because why am I going to spend this money on hiring people when I can design an app or what have you or have a computer and maybe have just two people in the store, the building um, to handle this? And so I want to uh, switch this question to uh, Milan here. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, in, in your own personal life, uh, amongst, you know, just kind of what, what you've seen, like, amongst uh, your peers and your contemporaries, um, do you, are you kind of, like, starting to notice that more people are starting to kind of, you know, put their foot into the pool of entrepreneurship? More people are starting to take on side gigs, possibly considering or actually leaving their nine to fives in pursuits of, you know, maybe starting their own business or doing something that's freelance? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A lot of my friends, um, even before last year, a lot of my friends, all of them have their own businesses um, or they have a, like a side hustle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really know many people that only have one job where they're working for somebody else or they're working for an establishment everyone has their own everyone's got their own business whether they've got like a food shop or they're doing clothing um or they're doing hair products and oils and baths and salts and stuff like everybody's got their own thing everybody's doing their own thing mm -hmm. even me so i have i have a job i have a nine to well you don't work nine to five but open from eight until eight mm -hmm. but you know i've got i've got a nine to five and I have my side hustle. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I think now it's, it's, it's normal to want to build your own business and have something for you and something to say, like, this is mine. Mm -hmm. Then when you've got your kids and whatever, you, you know, you've got something to then leave them. Mm -hmm. I think it's normal. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and it's um, and I want to toss this question over to Cher, the same one that I asked Milan. Um, just do you notice? Do you see that trend as well in your social circles of more people trying to you know get into entrepreneurship, uh, getting into the gig economy, freelancing? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I do think um, I do think it is the way forward, especially if you don't like your job. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like for me personally, I left. I left my job um, a long time ago because I was just bored of it. And it, I was like, I came out of uni and I was just like, I want to actually do something mm -hmm. that I actually enjoy because I studied performing art. So I was like, I want to do something that I enjoy. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think, I do think it's the way forward, but obviously everybody's different. So some people might be, content with doing a nine to five and there's nothing wrong with that do you know what i mean mm -hmm. but some people think that having a nine to five there's a problem with it but you know whatever hustle you need to do that's yeah. calm yeah make sure you're happy in it yeah 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 you know 
And, and Milani made a, a point when she said uh, passing things down uh, to your children. And my biggest my biggest gripe against the nine to five is that I can use it to finance certain endeavors, but it's not going to create that seed of generational wealth. And this is something that if you listen to Jay-Z, you listen to everybody, that's the thing that everybody's on now. How do we create you know generational wealth? And so I think that's one of my other issues with the job is that it just can only sustain me, but it can't allow me to have that financial autonomy that I truly want, the financial freedom that I want, the time that I want, you know, to be able to do what I want on my terms. And I think it's a great awakening going on. There's a paradigm shift in the cosmos. Some may argue that we're about to go into the age of Aquarius or whatnot, but it's just like an energy shift. People are wanting to do different things, you know, and um, so I want to switch topics because uh, I know people have to to, to, to leave. This is what I was kind of on the fence about. And the only reason I, I wanted to briefly talk about police brutality is because I was talking to Shadi and she blew my mind because in the States, we don't, we didn't, I didn't, I never knew, I never heard about the magnitude of police brutality that goes on in the UK. And it just blew me away. And I, and I wanted to briefly kind of talk about this before I jump into the relationships. Um, and Shadi can, I can kind of maybe pose the same question I did to her prior because we, you know, when you look at the U.S., we kind of have this huge platform and you hear about, you know, George Floyd, you hear about Trayvon Martin, you hear about all of these people. And oddly enough, in the States, we're not getting information on the same sort of thing that's happening outside of the States. And so um, briefly, and, and I want to kind of pose this so it can be succinct uh, to Shadi, um, can you talk about that? Just like uh, just how bad of a problem uh, is police police brutality there in the UK? And, you know, why do you think so many of us in the States, like we're not getting that information? I think, um, you know, my first and foremost, police brutality fully exists in the UK. Um, it, it, it's a big thing. Uh, I mean, recently where I live, um, poor young, young black boy, he uh, was arrested uh, mistaken identity. They took him into custody, beat him up, um, let him go. And then mm -hmm. he later that day died of his injuries. Wow. Um, uh, just, uh, police officers are being investigated, but who knows what's going to happen with that. But it's, it, it's a very common thing. It's nothing new. It's been happening for years. And I just think that people, you know, across the pond are not aware of these things because it's not, it, it doesn't, it's not out there. They don't mm -hmm. put it in the media. They don't. They don't promote that. They don't put it there for anyone to see because they don't want you to see it. It, it takes a, a really big, massive thing to happen for it to get any media attention. And like, you know, it's it's so sad because when I personally look at it, I think, well, you know, each case and each um, like each individual case is sad. And it's heartbroken, but it's nothing new. It's so common. Yeah. Um, and I just think there just needs to be more awareness. And that's why it's good that you have platforms like this where you can collaborate and talk and exchange, um, you know, information so that there's a knowing, there's a sense of knowing, because that's what I think it's about. It's about people knowing what, what goes on in different parts of the world. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's really sad. It's such a big thing. Indeed. And like you said, that's why these platforms are vital. You know, the True Talk podcast, you guys are independent media. 
And, you know, the beautiful thing about what you guys do is that you can become that alternative for people that don't want to be fed the nonsense that they're getting from a lot of these other outlets. And real quick, I want to, you know, pose this question to Sticky real quick. Um, me as a black man here in the States, I've had some bad encounters with the police, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into them here because it's going to take up too much time, but I've had at least in my life, maybe two bad encounters with police. And it was definitely a form of police brutality. I've seen friends, you know, unjustly harassed by police, you know, and even in Richmond, where I'm from, you've heard rumors and tales of police officers, officers planting drugs on young men just to arrest them. And so I want to ask you, um, just give me your opinion, your brief opinion on police brutality in the UK. And then also want to ask you, just as a black man being in the UK, um, have you experienced any bad encounters with the police? Um, so your first question, and the police, police brutality in the UK, I think the reason why, I think to your original question, why it's not seen as much in, in the US, I think, well, there's several reasons. One, the UK is much smaller than the US. Secondly, um, police officers don't standardly carry guns in the UK. It's probably oh. to, our, to our benefit right now. Okay. So there are, there are armed forces, so there are, there are units who carry guns, but you know, like, whereas the US, I think yeah. every police officer has a gun standing mm -hmm. yeah? mm -hmm. but it's not the same in the UK. Every police officer doesn't have a gun, thankfully, because I think more wants to be shot, to be fair. Um, wow. Call a spade a spade, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of my own experiences, I haven't personally had any police brutality towards me, but I know people have, mm -hmm. for no reason. Um, I've been stopped and harassed by police, yeah. And I've reached an age now where... Please don't bother me anymore in the sense that they're not on my radar. Uh, you know, you're over there, you're doing your thing. But I remember being, you know, I remember driving around, being stopped and searching. Why are you stopping searching me for? Or going, give you an example. Um, my, my, my friend and I and my younger brother, so my younger brother was almost 10 years younger than me. So he would have been around 13 and I'd have been around 23. We're going to Notting Hill Carnival, right? So Notting Hill Carnival, for those who don't know, I think it's, Europe, it's Europe's biggest street party. It happens over... Bank holiday weekend in August. Well, mm -hmm. it hasn't happened this, this not happened this year, it happened last year, but the biggest street party in, in Europe has about 2 million people every year, right? So we're going to, we're going to the carnival, not in the carnival, get stopped. Police officers are telling me, oh, the reason we're stopping you is under section, and the reason some sections are moved. Mm -hmm. What do I know about this section, first of all? What, what section are you, you might as well tell me I'm stopping you for ABC because that's what it means to me, isn't it? I'd be telling you section 1822P54, means nothing to me. Um, but really, my, 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 my thought process was, well, if I wasn't black and my brother wasn't black, again, he was about 13, maybe a bit younger, and we weren't black, would you stop me under the same section? Probably not. So you have those sort of minds, you know, those sort of things go, you know, pay for your mind. You're thinking, you stopped me for what reason? What reason other than being a young black man have you stopped me? Yeah. Did you see me acting strange or did you see me walking from place A going to place B? And you just thought it was a good idea to stop us and to tell me that you're stopping me under some section that I've never heard of. So that's my views on it personally. Yeah, I just felt like, you know, um, I learned a lot from our conversation about police brutality. And I hopefully when people see this episode, one, I want people to, to get the, the understanding that this racism and police brutality is, is ubiquitous, you know, not just here in the U.S., but we're seeing it over, you know, in the U.K. and other parts of the world as well. And so it, it, it addresses uh, the problem of how, you know, one of the first pan, well, the first P words <laughs> is, is racism across the globe. And we're experiencing it um, in different capacities. 
And so I want to toss this to Milan or or uh, share. You know, if you uh, have like just your own opinions real quick on police brutality in the UK, you know, what you think about it. Um, do you have anybody that you know personally that have dealt with issues with the police? And either one of you guys could take that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's so common over here. Obviously, probably not on the scale of America because guns are legal there. But, you know, it's still going on. And it's still a big problem, do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I feel maybe it's more more brushed under the carpet as well because, you know, police don't... Well, they do carry guns sometimes. But they obviously guns are not legal, so it's a whole different story. But, yeah, it is a big issue. And I know a lot of people that have, you know, had a lot of issues with the police. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and... Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm I'm glad that you guys provided your perspective. And uh, if you're listening to this, um, hope, well, when you do listen to this, uh, definitely, I hope that, you know, you take away uh, something from it. That's why I wanted to put that out there. So I want to jump into uh, what I consider is going to be a real fun discussion, relationships. Uh, I read a few articles recently that was talking about the fact that in the United States, uh, 2021 makes like the seventh consistent year that marriage rates have like like just de declined like dramatically. Like people are not getting married, um, and also it came to my attention just through my own research that it's an issue over in the UK as well. And it seems like a lot of people, younger people, aren't getting married. So just to kind of kick this off to the room, like what do you think is going on that's causing people in their thirties and twenties, or some of the things? It's probably not one thing. Some of the things that could possibly making people avoid marriage, putting it on the back burner, not really being too enthusiastic about it. Like, why do you, what, what do you think are some things that could be contributing to this decline in these marriage rates? I think, um, sorry, I think one thing um, is ego. I think ego has a lot to do with uh, people not getting married. You've got women out here who just think they're too nice and they're demanding and they want this and they want that and you know <laughs> and then you've got men who are like oh but what do you bring to the table and what do it's it's just there's just so much ego and not enough soul connections and mm. soul relationships out there i think a lot of people have forgotten the values of a relationship um and what you need to um to sustain a beautiful relationship um i think a lot of things are it's about what you have i think people have become a lot more materialistic also as well um so it's about what you have how much money you make in what can you buy me uh, how big your house what car do you drive it's it's all those things it's just i don't know it's th this this generation personally is just way too much for me i don't understand it um i don't want to understand it either but yeah i think there's just a lot of demands out there and with demand comes ego and this that's all it is do you do you think the problem is that women have become extremely difficult i'm playing i'm playing i'm playing I'm playing. That's a joke. I'm playing with you. I do believe women have become extremely difficult, but that's because men don't can't match up. 
they can't match they can't match the energy they can't they they can't a woman like women are powerful they're powerful beings um you know naturally anyway um but i just think a lot of men can't keep up um you, I, you know before i just used to think that you know when they say like you know women evolve uh a faster rate than a man i used to say no it depends on the individual but i really do believe in that now um like you know through my life experiences and just mm. through seeing the experiences of other you know females around me it takes a long time for a man to actually evolve into his higher self and be able to give the woman the respect and the love that she that not not just what she deserves but what the you know what he's capable of giving like i'll, I'll use my own mum as an example um my mum she was in a relationship with a guy uh god over 15 years ago like over 15 years ago and then they parted and whatever and it's only now my mum is like 50 she's 59 um and her partner's 57 and now in the past two years they've connected back together and they're together they you know engaged happy but it took my man all those years wow. to evolve into a more mature, um, better version of himself in order for them to be together. It's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, but at the same time, that's long. Do you know what I'm saying? That you know, for some people that's long. Things will always happen when they're supposed to, but it's crazy how it, it took him all that time for him to say, he contacted my mum and he said, do you know what? I wasn't the correct version of myself at that time. And it's good that he, he accepted accountability, but at the same time, you just missed out on how many years for what? Hmm. To, do you know what I mean? To end up with the same person that you fell in love with way back then. Yeah, the time wasn't right, but that's because of you, not because of who she was. So I do think that women, men just can't sometimes in certain situations, they can't match up and I feel like the woman's energy is way too much for him especially with you know like see my like with my mum again I use her as an example because I I admire her as a woman and she's such a loving and giving person she's so nice and understanding and I think a lot of men can't they can't deal with that especially if they're not used to it they don't mm. understand how a woman can be so attentive and so nurturing and so kind and nice they they don't understand it because they're not used to it so they abuse it and then when it's gone, they miss it. And he's that their their relationship is a classic case of that. But then there are some there are men out there who are ready and they are um, you know, willing to give that energy to a woman, but then the woman's not ready because she's again in her immature and evolved state, chasing bullshit, all about materialistic things, all about, you know, treat me this way, mm -hmm. I want you to treat me that way, treat me nice me like a little princess do you know what i mean that's all along at the end of the day if you know when you know yourself and you're evolved to um to a level which it which puts you in alignment with what you um what you deserve and what you should have then it comes naturally but a lot of people are just not aligned in in this generation in this you know in this day and age Wow, and, and very wise and astute viewpoint. Um, thank you for the wisdom. I see Cher over there. She was nodding her head heavy. She was like, "Yeah, agreeing." So I'm gonna pass it over to you. What What's your opinion? Like, how, what What do you What's your perspective on this issue? 
I think um, this new generation is just different. It's a whole different ball game, and I feel like men and women, a lot of the time, have kind of switched roles in a way. So they feel like they can't, you know, they can't be too, too feminine or they can't be too masculine when really. You know, you need a balance to make the relationship work. That's what people are forgetting. And I think, like Kitty was saying as well, a lot of people are stuck in their ego. So they're just, they're not connecting to themselves how they need to. And if you're not connected to yourself, you're not going to be able to connect to anybody else. Do you know what I mean? So I just think it's important for people to be able to focus on themselves first and, you know, love themselves properly in order for a relationship to work, otherwise it's not gonna, it's not gonna evolve and it's not gonna align properly. Um, I do think that a lot of the time as well in relationships, maybe men should be able to express themselves more emotionally and women should maybe just not be too emotional do you know what i mean with it so i think having balance when it comes to certain things is really important and yeah i'm very old school so for me i like i like an old school gentleman but there's not many around these days so let, let me let me kick this over to sticky and then down to milan sticky you know provide your your taurus oriented wisdom on why we're seeing such difficulty and and these marriage rates dropping. Like, what which what are some of the variables you think that might be contributing to that? So, good question. I think part of what Chidi was saying, I, I agree with a lot. Of, I agree with lots of what Chidi was saying actually. Um, so about you know people being materialistic and the new generation. I don't necessarily agree with the part where Chidi said um, that men are not necessarily ready for you know and so forth. I don't necessarily agree with that part, but again, everyone's views are different, right? But I think another part, another factor is religion. Um, and the reason why I say religion, if you think back to, so I'm second generation English, British, right? So my parents were born in Britain, my grandparents were born in Caribbean, or some people say the West Indies, right? Yep. And, but their generation, they were quite religious. The generations before them were quite religious. You know, you, you got married at quite a young age. Now you, you often hear some older people are so alive, they say, oh, I got married when I was 21. You know, 21. At 21, what did I do? I was going clubbing and wherever else. You know what I mean? Going INF, I'm drinking my life away. And I don't even drink, but taking shots. You see what I mean? So, and, and, and I, you can say it's culture, but I think religion played a big part in that because, mm. you know, you, you met someone, you got married. And again, I think a lot of that stemmed from religion because that, that generation, a lot of them went to church every week, religiously. You know, the matter of the Bible said, you know, when you meet somebody, you know, six before marriage, you go and get married. Again, six before marriage, that is a big thing in certain cultures, still is to this day, but more so back in the day because there were more people who were religious. Mm. So I think religion plays a big part in it because it meant that, you know, people had to get married, got married at a young age, and where it was maybe frowned upon for people to get divorced, they stayed together. So it seemed like, you know, there was the, the divorce rate was lower because. You know, because they they got married and stayed together, even if they were unhappy, living in certain parts of the house, but they still stayed together and stayed married. So it seemed 
like you know that marriage is the way and again as we get older and we evolve and there's i think and chili alluded to it as well and actually said that's why i definitely agree with that we become more materialistic and we want different things and we want to explore and we want different partners and this that, and the other and some of us don't want to get married because they don't believe in it so mm-hmm. i think i would say aside from what chili said i think religion is also a big, big factor as to why um marriage rates are not as high as they once were also again mm-hmm. during the last 12 months You've not been able to auto win it anyway. But I'll yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, so yeah, that's my views. Definitely. Uh very, very great points from everyone so far. Milan, so uh tell me, uh, what's your opinion? What what do you think is contributing to this decline in marriage rates? I think like I, I know quite a few people that are getting like my friends getting married Saturday could come in. Um, my like, manager's getting married in like, a couple of months. So there are still people in our age bracket and group who are getting like, married. I think that it's dropped. One, because it's not... Like, I would rather have my kids first and have my career sorted and then think about marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? I, would, I, I wouldn't... Me personally, I wouldn't want to do it the other way around. I wouldn't want a marriage, kids, and then a career, or a marriage, career, and kids. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, marriage is something that's not. I believe in it, but it's it's not like a right now thing. It's not in my like in my five year plan or my ten year plan. Like like marriage is still something that I wanted to do, but there's no set date on it. There's not like oh, by the time I'm thirty, I need to be married. Like no, it's just whenever it happens, it happens. Um, and I feel like quite a lot of people are like that now. Like, m- my marriage is just one of those things that if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, like it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? We've got other things to be doing. Um, but then with, with the a, a younger generation, literally, like um, Cher said, they're just different. They are different in literally everything they do. And I don't know... Like, now, kids that are, like, 11, 12, 13 are looking like some big 25-year-old women. They go into school, they have their nails done. They've got their lashes done. They've got weave. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what weave was when I was in school. Do you know what I mean? Like, let alone having your... Like, no, I used to have my nails done, but it wasn't a regular thing, and it wasn't until I was probably, like, in year 10 that I started getting them done. Do you know what I mean? Kids are coming from year 6 into year 7, going into high school with, with like nails, eyelash extensions, makeup, like it's mad. They've wow. got contour and it's crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like they're they're not their values, but they're what they're about is just different. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then I don't know whether it's because whether their parents I don't know because my mum would never have allowed me to walk out the house contoured up with lashes, nails, like my mum would have been like, where do you think you're going? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you better get your arms upstairs, get changed, think about your life and get back out. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know if their parents or their parents' generation have the same views as our parents. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I also think like music and social media also has um, an influence and an effect on it. Because yeah. when I was growing up, you know, like my parents, well, my parents, my mum, you know, was listening to, 
lovers and you know like like proper r&b mm -hmm. and in the, the, the songs it was talking about like you know like making love and being married and having a partner and all of this obviously there were songs that was talking about other shit but do you know what i mean like most of the songs especially like the radio and stuff that's what it was where now when you're just hearing about i don't know dagger this dagger that get bare girls like what's it called like a city girl and all of this stuff and do you know what i mean like go and be a home because that's okay do you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah wow Br brilliant points so I want to put something out here really, really quick. Uh, we're talking about how things are changing. There's different social dynamics. One of the things that I've heard people say is that it's financial issues. Financial, it comes down to finances. So I have two questions. The question I'm going to pose to Sticky, because we think about gender roles and how things are being reversed. S to Sticky, could you marry a woman that made significantly more than you when she, where she's the breadwinner of the household? And then to the went to the ladies, I want to ask you, let's say you met the perfect guy, like he was a gentleman, he was attractive to you, he was just nice, your family loved him, but he was like the fry cook at McDonald's. But every beside aside from that, every other thing on your checklist he has. He's like he has like nine things out of ten that you want, but he just happens to be the fry cook at mcdonald's so first i'm gonna toss it to sticky because i know he gotta go soon how would you feel about marrying a woman where she made maybe twice or three times what you did but you know great woman y'all get y'all get along everything is right it's just that in this case she would be the breadwinner how would how would you accept that oh yeah i'll say this you think it's like a bad thing that's a good thing yeah you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, what what well, is the male ego though? The male, the male ego is like I'm supposed to be the head. I'm supposed to be in, in control of this thing. No, no, no. You got to make more money. Better for us. You know what? Have a sit. Better for us. It comes down to it. It's better for us. Mm -hmm. If I'm if I'm making X, you're making X and Y. Better for us. Okay. So 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 you you don't you don't subscribe to that notion that in a marriage the man is supposed to you know handle all of the bills. If there's anything that goes wrong financially, it should be the man to shoulder that. Because that's kind of like the traditional way of thinking about it. No, I think that's bullshit, to be honest with you. And there's a lot of, seriously, I, I do. I mean, uh -huh. it's bullshit. When I hear, and, and again, I don't want to sound too sexist or misogynistic, but when I hear women say, oh, he doesn't earn, you know, he's shorter than me or he's younger than me, or it's like, it's all bullshit, really. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, what's the... <laughs> <laughs> And you know, I wasn't even thinking about Milan, but Milan has a whole other story, right? But I think to myself, it's bullshit. Like, so what? It, what does it mean? You should find someone that has those things, but as an arsehole. So, it's, it's, to me, it's bullshit. So, she wants to make more money than me? Happy days. You say, what are you saying? Sunday lunch is on you? Yeah. What? You going to cinema? It's on you? What? <laughs> yeah. You're taking me out? Hey. Mm -hmm. I'm a big man. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to make you change your opinion real quick. I, I got to attempt it. I got to attempt it. Let's take that a step further. Could you be a stay-at-home dad? Wife goes to work. She makes all the money. You just got to stay out. You have to handle domestic duties. That's all you have to do. Let me get this straight, right? I can stay at home. I can watch Marvel. <laughs> you know, you know, Loki's just come out recently, right? You know, I've only watched episode one. I'm still gonna watch episode two and three. Are you trying to tell me I can be at home? 
watching daytime soaps. I don't even watch soaps. I don't watch EastEnders and all sort of, these sort of programs. And if you're from the US, it's like the version of, I don't know, Dallas, I don't know, but in the in the year 2021. But I mean, like, yeah, what? <laughs> Stay at home, chill, fuck me up. <laughs> wow. It like luxury to me. I'm living the life. Okay. I, I like your way of thinking. Like, see, see, only a Taurus would be that astute to to create their own reality, to create their perspective that it stands uh, irresponsible of societal norms, and they're able to live comfortably in their own skin. That's something a Gemini wouldn't do. You know, I'm I'm playing here, but no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I agree. I agree with you there. Them Gemini's. Anyway, we won't even go there. Won't yeah. Go there. So, so listen, I'm throwing it back to the ladies now. Any one of y'all can step up. Like I said, you met the man of your dreams. He fits everything you want physically, personality-wise. He's a gentleman, everything you want. The only thing is, is that he makes minimum wage. He might be the fry cook or the custodian at McDonald's. How do, how do you handle that? Is that, is that, a, does, is that like a red flag? Is that, do you cancel him out for that? Or do you look past that? That's kind of yeah, I was just I asking to bring me home with my flurry and an apple bite. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like people are capping, man. You no. Know, like, you can't judge somebody by uh -huh. what they do at the end. And I'm not being funny. See them people who work in McDonald's make pee, you know. They make a lot of money, a lot of, like, some of them. But, they, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much a person makes. If he's a good man and he's taking care of his family and he's got good values and he's kind and he's loving and all those things, why should you just not want to be with him just because of what he does for a job? Mm -hmm. That's really, that, that's ego. That's egotistical. It's, it's really like you have no depth to you. You're very shallow if you think that way and you're a yeah, bit weird. Yeah, I agree yeah, with that. I think... I think it's calm, you know, if he works at McDonald's, a hustle's a hustle at the end of the day, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, at least he's doing something, do you know what I mean? The only thing I'd say is that he has to at least have some ambition, do you know what I mean? Like, his life goal can't be to just stay at McDonald's for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. For me personally, anyway, just because I like a man with ambition, so for him to just be like, yeah, I'm comfortable with just mcdonald's be my life goal um i'm not really feeling that but mm. at the same time if that's his hustle that's calm i don't care yeah, about how you make you but just it's just a mindset mm. ah okay okay no, I, I agree with that yeah you've got to have ambition definitely like you can't want to stay there forever never are men that's, that's a yeah thing. okay but, but i do want um a big mac meal though Big Mac, mm. okay, okay. <laughs> Milan, you, you were kind of quiet down there. I, I, what's your opinion? Great guy? Oh, so you agree? I agree. All I'm hearing is he has a job. Well done. Great. Absolutely. That's perfect. Great. He's got a job. Like, you, you think he's got nine, he's got all of the nine, and then the ten that he works in my today. Okay, you work. You've got all ten. I don't understand what's missing. Do you know mm. what I mean? I don't get it. You're not telling me that this guy is is still like living at home with his mom mm -hmm. like he's financing some big events that he can't really afford his mattress is staying on the floor and he doesn't have a job but he's a trapper do you know what i mean you're telling me that this guy has a job i right, cool to me we can work with that do you know what i mean like i don't get it 
Mm. I don't get it. And literally, Sticky sounding like the perfect man right now. We want to be the stay-at-home dad. Like, we all know that Sticky's good at taking out the bins, so we know that that is ticked off. Do you know what I mean? Like, Sticky sounding like the perfect guy right now. I just know that he does a lot of um, flirting with people, and that's not on my radar. Do you know what I mean? So... Well, well, when when Taurus is flirt, we're just trying to understand people. That's that's what that is. It's not. It's technically not flirting. That's that's really. Don't try it, that's that's really what that is. You know, I'm 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 just trying. I'm just trying to help you guys understand. You know, but but okay. And and listen, I want to put this out there to the people that listen to this. People that know me personally, I do, almost feels like it's becoming kind of like an antiquated concept almost. You know, because even the people that I know that have gotten married, all of them have gotten divorced. You know, every friend of mine that's gotten married, they've gotten divorced, you know, and I'm not speaking that on anybody else's marriage, but I'm just noticing it's something with this generation where we can't seem to figure out how to stay together long term. I mean, you'd have to then change your whole world because... You can't be sitting until death do us part and then in seven years' time coming to sit down and going, actually, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Because, I mean, why are, you, why are you in something? Why are you getting like married if you don't want out? Just don't get married. Just go and don't hang up your jacket. Keep it on. Wear it with pride and go and be, I don't know, just go and do you. I don't understand why you would put yourself into a commitment that, you don't really want to be in in the first place. Do you know what I mean? I don't understand it. What like you literally get married to get married once and that's done. Why do you want all these different things? You're putting all this money into a wedding. Yeah. To do it every year. That doesn't make sense. To me, that's just a waste of time. So how do we how do we remedy the point? And and every relationship hits this point, or I'm, I'm assuming marriages will too. Uh, where Things just have become stale. You know, it's uninteresting. Um, you know, it's just not, it's just, you're not, you're not that invested anymore for whatever reason. And, and we've, everyone has experienced that if you've been in a relationship for a number of years, it's like you hit that point where it's just like, this is just kind of becoming a little dry. So um, what do you, what like, so I guess, I guess another part of this conversation has to be, um, how do we kind of evolve to have that maturity to work through things to sustain marriages if in fact we do decide to get married? Um, like what, how do we, and I guess like with younger people, people in our age and younger, you know, what things do we have to do in order to ensure that if we decide to take that, that step, how do we begin to mature and make these things work? Because it seems like the mentality is that I can always have a sneaky link. I got a backup plan. I could get on a dating app and find X amount of people. It just seems like there's no incentive to be loyal and to try to work on a relationship in today's society. And, you know, what's your opinion on that? I mean, is it is it like all of these external factors that's distracting us from really coming together and building sustainable relationships and marriages? And whoever want to take that can, you know, take that. Um, I would say there's a lot of questions that is in the mix there. And I think 
almost sounds like the best best policy really is not to get married. To be fair, because because mm. in, in some sense it's like what's the purpose of marriage? Like mm. what what is the actual purpose? I think other than the legal side of it, and if you want to change your surname, but other than that, what is the actual purpose of marriage? Mm-hmm. So if you are uncertain that you might, might may or may want to stay with someone, you can't get married, isn't it? Like, just just remain single. Mm-hmm. Just remain single. Let he or she know that you're single, and let he or she know that you know it's not anything serious, and have all the perks of being single and being able to mingle with whoever you like. You've got to be married. I think, yeah. I think that's it in its simplest form. Indeed. Yeah. Well, uh, I think you guys made a lot of great points. I think people are going to look at me like an asshole when this episode comes out. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, because I have that point of view. But uh, we're going to go ahead and close this out. Um, let me take this time. You know, the True Talk podcast, you guys have me on your platform, and I, I'm deeply, deeply humbled that I had the opportunity to converse with you guys. I think you guys have a powerful platform, and I think, you know, it's really going to do great over the next coming months and years. So, you know, anything you guys do, you got my support. Um, you know, you got a new listener in me. And, uh, you know, thank you for, for even coming, you know, on my platform as well. So I want to allow you guys real quick. If there's any message you want to put out there, motivational quote, project you're working on, or if you just want to let people know how to follow you, um, go ahead and take that time to do that. I'll go ahead and start with Sticky, and then we'll work around. Uh, yeah, so as I, as I said at the beginning, if you haven't already, uh, first time you're seeing us, make sure you add us on, uh, on, on Instagram, so we need space, and on YouTube as well. So we are called True Talk Podcast, and it's T-R-U-U-U, Talk Podcast, and there's five of us. Our fifth member uh, was unable to make it today. Hopefully, you'll see our fifth member soon. Um, and me personally, uh, as you see on, on screen, it says IG, so it's my own Instagram, DJ Sticky Fingers, when I just post silly memes on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, that, that's it for me personally. All right. Share, uh, go ahead. Just want to say thank you for having us, Toy. You know, um, I don't have much to say about myself, but. You know, check out the True Talk podcast and big up everybody on here, Sticky, Chibi, Milan, and unfortunately, Mr. True Talk couldn't make it. Maybe you could do a one-to-one with him personally. That'd be good. Indeed, indeed. Definitely. Yeah, thank you for having us, man. Oh, no doubt. It's a privilege. Uh, Shadi, go ahead. Um, so, you know, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you so much, Wait. Thank you for inviting us on your platform. It was a pleasure to have you on ours. You've got so much knowledge, um, and you've got you've got so much um, information to put out there. And so I just want to thank you for that. Um, and also, we'll always support your podcast. We'll always support your platform. It's it's great doing collaborations with you know people, especially when, like when they're overseas as well. So you can get that. You know, there's different um, different views and different things going on, so that's great. Um, but yeah, just like you know, follow anyone listening. Just follow the Two Talk Podcast page. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Spotify, also YouTube. Um, go on the YouTube channel. Any episodes that we record are uploaded. Um, yeah, and just anything that you're doing in life, uh, just keep going and keep pushing and keep shining. Indeed, indeed, Milan. Namaste. 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 Namaste.
to follow on from what the rest of them have said, just to thank you for having us on your platform and in your podcast. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a tick for tat thing. You came on ours and we've come on, on, on yours and it's, it's been a pleasure to be here. Um, you know, you've got lots of, of knowledge and it's, it's good to have a different perspective on things, especially um, a perspective from in the US. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, all of us are, are, are from here in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, again, follow the True Talk um, Instagram and also on YouTube and like, share and subscribe. Okay. And listen, uh, I want to thank you guys oh. once again. Uh, I know every I know it's like eleven something over there in the UK, so I'm gonna let you guys uh, get your sleep in. But uh, thank you guys for coming on. I love your platform, and I definitely think you guys your, your podcast is gonna take over the UK. You know, so uh, if you're in the UK and you hear this, please follow the True Talk podcast. They have the best podcast. Check them out, follow them, and also make sure you're following the No Truths Barred podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is No Truths Barred podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, which is at Hoyt, H-O-Y-T underscore Kuwaku, K-W-A-K-U underscore Timmons. That's T-I-M-M-O-N-S. Also, make sure you're following my podcast page, which I'm not doing a lot with. I'm going to pick up more with that. Um, over the summer, so it's underscore No Truths Bar Podcast. Make sure you listen to me on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcast. I'm trying to get over to iTunes as well, um, but you know I'm having some issues with Apple. But once again, thank you guys for coming on, and this has been episode 67 of No Truths Bar. Take care, much love. Until next time, peace. Thank, thank you, boy. Thanks. You've listened to episode 67 of No Truths Barred. And I want to thank you for listening to this episode. And also, if you want to support the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is the No Truths Barred YouTube channel. Also, make sure you follow me on Instagram at H-O-Y-T underscore Kuwaku, K-W-A-K-U underscore Timmons. That's T-I-M-M-O-N-S. And also make sure you follow me at my other page at underscore No Truths Barred Podcast. Once again, thank you for enjoying this episode and supporting. Take care until next time. Peace.